Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is eight minutes after the hour. Larry Wayland is sort of here, uh, but in the name of Scott Van Kirk, he's representing Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Scott, of course, is a uh, for, is former law enforcement, and he's also uh, a firearms trainer. Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us. You want that higher level of security you want to know what to do if you're in your car and uh, you're driving through a crowd of uh, black lives matter and you get attacked how do you respond you want solutions to how you take care of yourself if you're home and somebody breaks in or you're at your workplace what do you do you take that extra training from joegilbert.us cuz just knowing that you can shoot a target just knowing that you have uh, a permit does not mean you know how to defend yourself um, and, boy, you're not going to do better than Joe Gilbert. I, I was looking through his accolades and his training and his background, and that's the place to go. In fact, it's so good that Andy, one of his students, is with us in the studio. Andy, welcome, and good morning again. Thank you. So when you took the course, um, how, long did it, how long did it take you to get through the course? Uh, we did uh, three days, uh, one-on-one training. So it was two, hour, uh, each, two hours each time. Six hours of one-on-one training yes. with Joe Gilbert. Um, six, six hours with Joe Gilbert. Wow. <laughs> that's why we had to break that's, it up. That's, yeah, you got to break that <laughs> into, Yeah, I was say, wow. She's not afraid of me anymore. <laughs> I just need to, after two hours, she's like, I just need a break. From shooting? No, just from you, Joe. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I know Joe very well, and you can tolerate him for at least two and a half hours. Yeah. So, um I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so did you learn some things? Uh, did you did you come away going, gee, I never thought of that, or I, I'd never imagined that this could, you know, that this could be a solution? Did you walk away with those kinds of surprises? Absolutely. Absolutely did. And uh, it's, it's, you know, just standing in front of a target and shooting, that's great. But um, and to actually get out there and perform uh, malfunctions in your gun, uh, changing and moving, changing the magazine out while you're moving around and keeping your eyes on the target. It's, uh, I, I learned so much. I feel so much more confident in myself and comfortable with uh, my gun and, uh, and more confident in what my reaction would be if I was approached. Those skills are great to learn, but they're perishable, and you have to constantly train uh, to keep them fresh in your mind. Uh, and I imagine uh, he told you that, too. Yes, he did. Well, and, <laughs> He's pretty good. He could maybe make a living doing that. <laughs> and, and I'm trying. I told him that. <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna point out or draw attention to one thing that Andy said, and and Joe will immediately recognize this because it's 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 something that William April always said. Um, when you and, and this is more of in a general personal protection, how it relates to the firearms train that she has. She kept talking about confidence confidence i got this confidence i re and i i became confident and more confident and that was a, a, a common theme right andy right, right. um and one of the deals one of the things about not being a victim of violent crime is is that you don't want to be selected um you, you you want to be a not yes i think as what william used to right. always say right and that and he he would point out that the um that confidence actually comes through 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so when a violent criminal actor is actually selecting a victim, they may not exactly know why Andy isn't the victim. All they know is that that's not who I want. Right, she will fail that test. Yes, yeah. And, and that's what you want. You want you to be, fail you that. Want to, you always want to be, yeah, you want to fail the, you want to fail the victim selection test. Yeah. And with that confidence, okay, um, and all of the skills are also very important and everything else like that, but we always have to remember that there's also this, this huge side benefit huge side benefit to to failing the failing the victim test so to speak and that is great andy it's great to hear how well you're doing with everything they've actually done studies uh and it's the way you walk it's the the eye contact uh there are all kinds of subtle cues that you give uh that that determine whether or not the bad guy is going to see you as a mark they can hit or one to avoid Right, but you take that one step further. Those are things that you cannot necessarily fake. Okay, yeah. what the the things that you talk about that would result in non-selection um, are actually more of an outpouring of your level of confidence than they are anything else. It's a combination of things, and that that confidence is absolutely important. Uh, and uh, if he has managed to instill that in you, then you have uh, a leg up on uh, just about anybody else in any other room that you are in. Uh, so would you recommend uh, that uh, other women and men uh, look up joegilbert.us? Yes, I do. <laughs> I highly recommend it. And um, especially women, you know, I think sometimes we're a little bit apprehensive uh, to, to go and take training, especially on our own. You know, my first thought was, oh, I'm going to, you know, have a group class. But I really preferred uh, the one-on-one training, the individual training. You know, as soon if I made a mistake, boom, you know, Joe was correcting me or telling me not to do that <laughs> don't point the weapon at him <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, he tells me that all the time but yeah. i ignore him <laughs> but uh no i'd highly recommend uh going to joe for uh training yeah you know, I, I gotta give um andy some accolades here she 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 had this behavior that's just stood out from everyone that i've ever trained but every time i would crack i would just say finger and she would say thank you um if there was um you know when we're doing a reload or malfunction um i would say move if she wasn't moving she'd say thank you and with men the typical response when you when you give them some guidance says i know i know i know and annie never did that it was thank you and she just she just fixed everything and rocked and roll i mean that last night we were engaging multiple targets at night with multiple flashlight techniques reloading in the dark while she's moving and uh I was telling Scott out of six or seven evolutions with with three rounds in each target, she only had two or three rounds out of the eight box for during the entire session. Wow! Yeah, she was rocking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's a good point. A good thing. A good thing that you point out there, uh, and Scott will, I'm sure, validate this. Uh, the bad guy doesn't always come in daylight and stand still. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, and another thing that um, obviously. The listeners don't get to hear our conversations on during the break and stuff like that. But one of the things that 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 Joe brought up that how well Andy was doing that at at, at certain points he was she was doing as well or better than him at certain drills and things like that. And I know from my perspective, and I'm going to project onto Joe with this. Um, my perspective for a student is is I would it's the best thing in the world if I can see a student get to the point where they're. You know, my 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 goal in life is to always have my students turn out to be better at this Absolutely. than I am, yep. um, and that's that's really um, um, where it's all at. And I yep. and I sense that amount of dedication on Joe's part. So yep. I look forward I, to training with the guy sometime. I never admit that with my wife, though. 
which is probably why she should go to Joe Gilbert instead of me. That's right. Um, well, yeah, Terry's, um, uh, Terry, Andy's husband's actually the one that that did this for her. He he said you need to go train. That's a good guy with Joe, not. Not with me. Don't yeah. let me try to teach you. Yeah. No, that's that's. Jerry it. wouldn't be here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that is a, a that is a uh, um, and the word's overused, but I'm going to use it. Enlightened. That is a very enlightened decision on on Terry's part. <laughs> Smart. What? Yeah. No, it is. That's you don't you don't see that as often as you'd like. Well, the importance of women uh, uh, being able to handle a firearm to uh, equalize the threat against men is is uh, you just can't you you just can't emphasize that enough. A woman in Mesa, Arizona, shot a man who broke into her home and threatened her with a knife. Mesa police say that uh, he broke into the house uh, and uh, did it about three thirty in the morning last Friday. Well, he ain't breaking into houses now. And that's because she had a gun and knew how to use it. That's what I want for my wife. That's what I want for all women, to be able to defend themselves. More Gary on Guns coming up. Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 21 minutes after the hour, and it is Gary on Guns. Uh, joining us, Joe Gilbert, uh, joegilbert.us. Uh, this is training that will protect you. It's, it goes well beyond getting your, your permit, although he does do that training. Uh, but it, it teaches you how to defend yourself if you're in your car, if you're at work, if you're at home, techniques and tactics that he doesn't even want to talk about on the radio because he doesn't want to give the bad guys an indication of how to thwart them. Uh, and and uh, his, I'm telling you, his background is incredible. Go to joegilbert.us and look at this guy's background. You'll be impressed. Uh, one of his most recent uh, students is Andy. She is on board with us this morning as well. Andy, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and then uh, Scott Van Kirk is in. He's actually in for Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Getting better. Uh, and uh, it, this is traditionally a point where we talk about uh, some firearms that are available. Uh, and at Modern Arms, I understand that uh, there were a couple of ferries that stopped by. The, well, yes, the Glock Ferry and the Springfield Armory Ferry both stopped by with treats for all the good girls and boys. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> which in, in today's current climate is kind of a big deal because um, I was talking to some of the staff members yesterday at Modern Arms and... Uh, uh, they've been told so many times. They've been told no so many times that people have actually stopped calling and asking if they have any Glocks. And uh, at Modern Arms, we actually this week received a shipment of uh, of Glocks, and we've got some Glock 19s, we've got some Glock 48s, and we've got some Glock 43s. Ooh, yeah, that's I, like having hen's teeth. Yeah, and, and they're, pixie dust. They're, I'm not going to say that we're super deep on them, but there's a couple there um, until people get get to modern uh, get to uh, modern arms at the Brown Station location at uh, 10 o'clock this morning and see uh, Eric and Matt and the and the folks down there and uh, and buy those babies up. Now ammo still remains a problem. Um, still holding back enough ammo so that everyone who purchases a purchases a handgun at Modern Arms has the opportunity to purchase 50 rounds. 50 rounds don't come with a gun, but if you do purchase a new firearm, um, we've got ammo that allows us to sell you a box of ammo so you don't leave with a uh, um, with nothing more than a hammer. You actually leave with a firearm that has the capability of being used and um, maybe you can do a little bit of training. Now, we should make a, a distinction here, and I'm curious because I don't know uh, you know the difference, of course, between what we used to call social ammo 
and target ammo? Correct. Um, when I uh, buy a, a Glock and uh, from Modern Arms, you are going to get when I buy a Glock from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, and uh, it's uh, a nine millimeter. Uh, do I get uh, social ammo or target ammo or both? Uh, target ammo. Social ammo. I have no idea where you're going to find social ammo in this day and age. Um, I've got a gal that I'm working with uh, that's a student and a friend of my, uh, mine and my wife's. And um, at the end of the day, I've I've got target ammo for her to complete all the training and everything else like that. Um, the social ammo that she's going to end up is coming out of my own personal stock, and that's only because she's a near and dear friend. So I I don't have any connections for social ammo. I don't know that Joe's seen social ammo, and I don't know what Joe. When's the last time you seen a, a box of hollow points for sale? Um, only with <laughs> the purchase of a gun at certain places, but yeah. uh, it's not for sale anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Midway, I actually checked Midway's website the other day. Zero nine yeah. millimeters available. Now that changes daily, but you've got a, the internet right now is your only source for for that. Yeah. And, and respect to pay. Right. And there's only a few places they're even allowing you to do back orders. I think Midway's completely no back orders. No, no, most of it. And as a matter of fact, the prices are getting crazy. $25 a box for training ammo if you buy 1,000 rounds. Yeah. So, Good yeah. Lord. Yep. Yeah, so we're talking 50 cents a round instead of yep. 19 or 20. Yep, 50 cents a round based on a course that I was at about three weeks ago talking to the, the some of my other students, some of the fellow students in this course. Um, yeah, there was, there was people on the range with me that had paid 50 cents a round. You know, I'm just thinking to myself how lucky I am that months and months and months ago, uh, I stocked up. I got tons of boxes of ammo uh, for all my uh, for my one gun because I only only have one gun, uh, and uh, so I'm not in a crush for this. But this could serve as a warning for anybody out there that when the demand subsides and the prices come down. Buy extra ammo, because you never know when this is going to happen again. You definitely have to have a plan, um, even if you're just uh, even if you're just a one gun person, and that's there's nothing wrong with being a one gun person. You have to have a plan that sort of says this is how much ammo I'm going to expend in training, um, whether that be um, training on my own, where I'm, I'm continuing to. Um, refine and hone things that I've gotten through professional training or attending training courses. This is how much ammo I have allotted this year for training purposes. And then this is what I always kind of call the back stock. This is how much uh, I sort of keep on hand for hard times. We'll call it hard times, unknown times. Don't we all just have one gun? Well, I, mean, I actually don't have any. I've been none thinking, at all. Man, I've been you're thinking about worse. getting one. Yeah, um, but I'm a little scared. Yeah, I borrow yeah. one from a friend when I need. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just a, <laughs> and it's just a single shot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to the phones here. Uh, Kevin's got a question about uh, ammo. Kevin, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. Yeah, um, there are internet sites. Gunbroker.com has it. And again, it is about uh, fifty cents around. Um, but you can you can still buy thousand round boxes. Um, you can get actually some good uh, social ammo. I got some Federal HST. It's like a hollow point that has a little BB in the center of it, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, it it was a little bit expensive, but it, it it's still available for people that you know don't have any and need to have something. Do you um, know, Do you know how much you paid around for pay. HST? Uh, I don't. I got it actually 
quite a little while ago, so okay. it wasn't dreadful yet. Maybe about 50 cents around then, um, but I got it about two months ago. But it's still available, but it's pretty high now. Okay. Appreciate yeah. the info. Thank you very much, Kevin. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, but in the uh, in the meantime, next time around, you know, when the when the demand subsides, uh, and hopefully, it, it, as much as I love that uh, all my friends in the firearms industry uh, are making a, a nice living, I really do hope that the that uh, that the demand subsides. That that uh, people are not so terrified of of uh, walking down the street or their neighbors. That doesn't mean you shouldn't own a firearm and shouldn't uh, have the ammo. But uh, a lot of panic buying is. Uh, has occurred, I think, early on, uh, and the manufacturers weren't ready to keep up with it. I hope the demand uh, sort of drops a little bit, gets a little bit more reasonable. Uh, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390 if you want in. Uh, we've got a, another story here. A homeowner in Pico Rivera, California, defended himself with a firearm when two gang members attempted to burglarize his home. Uh, this uh, just happened on September 18th. Uh, the incident occurred when the two indiv uh, individuals forced their way in uh, on a Friday morning. He heard the commotion of the break-in, armed himself with a gun, came across the first intruder who had broken through the back window. Uh, he fired, uh, wounding the intruder, then went out onto his back patio where he came across the second intruder. The homeowner confronted the alleged gang member, who then appeared to reach for a firearm in response uh, to the intruder's movements, and fearing for his own life, the homeowner shot and killed the individual. This guy would have had no chance of survival if these two uh, hadn't been uh, confronted uh, by someone with a gun. The first intruder was wounded. He fled the residence, jumped into a waiting vehicle, uh, but then he went to a hospital, and that's where he was caught. Uh, the second uh, individual, well, let's just say it's a fairy tale ending. He isn't going anywhere anytime soon, or in fact, ever. But that's the point of being able to defend yourself. These people become victims. And somewhere in the neighborhood of between a half million and two million times a year, nobody knows the exact number because people don't always call the police, a good guy brandishes a firearm to stop an attack. And uh, those people would all be victims. I thank the Founding Fathers for that Second Amendment. All right, uh, we will uh, get back and chat with you, uh, tell you some other uh, stupid laws that uh, they're looking at passing around the country. And Gary on Guns, Hot Talk, 93.90. Hey, welcome. It is 36 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. A couple of stories that we're going to cover here in the next half hour uh, include uh, the Breonna Taylor story. What do you do if you're in a similar situation? Uh, we'll get some uh, information on that uh, from both uh, Joe Gilbert uh, and, uh, well, Scott, a.k.a. Larry Wayland. Uh, at the Brown Station Kirk. location. You, you got to wait until I say modern arms. <laughs> the wrong station location. Yeah, now you got to see. Timing don't, is really, it's everything here. Don't forget these firearms that I have sitting in front of me, uh, Gary, that I brought from modern arms at the Brown Station location. Yeah, you brought, uh, you want to go over, because uh, uh, the Glock thing, uh, tell me about Springfield, because I like Springfield uh, mm -hmm. even better than Glock for me. Well, uh, down at modern arms at the Brown Station location. You guys can pipe in at any point. We've also uh, we've also managed to get a couple of Springfield Armory Hellcats, and this is Springfield's answer to the Sig three sixty five. And um, they, for whatever reason, decided that they were going to do Sig one better and get mm -hmm. one more round in the magazine than Sig gets you. Uh, it's a striker fired 
uh, or driven weapon. Very think think Glock. Um, and additionally, it also deleted that grip safety that we were of dubious um, uh, of dubious need. I guess is how I'm going to say it to be polite. That appears on the XD versions of uh, Springfield's firearms. Yeah, they also, the, the front sight, it's like the x-ray sight, and then I like that notch. They've got a U-shaped notch in the back. You really fast sight acquisition with that yeah. with that Hellcat. Yeah. And also, um, they decided to go ahead and um, uh, put grooves on the, uh, instead of just the normal side of the slide, they also have got them on the top with the uh, Hellcat, which I'm, I'm trying to remember why they said they did that, but for here. You know, uh, I, it may I would be have thought, light reflection. That's why yeah. typically when they yeah. when they mod the top of a slide so it doesn't reflect light and blind yeah. you. I would have thought that if Scott brought the firearm in himself, that he wouldn't do what he's been doing. Yeah, um, he can't resist. Yeah, he just he, he, he has to disassemble everything. Uh, so uh, let me just say, Andy, look out! If a spring flies across the room, uh, just duck. <laughs> I've always been able to get them back together. Yeah, that's, to, that that is true. To this Almost. point, yeah, to this <laughs> point. We could hope forever springs eternal that it continues uh, in that vein. But anyway, with the Hellcat, they've done a really nice job. It's a nice capacity, 9 millimeter. It's a really nice size for concealability. Um, I'm actually going to hand it off to Andy so she can have some fun, too. Um, Generous of you. <laughs> and then the other weapon that I brought in, um, although we'll let Andy take a look at that Springfield for a little bit, and she may have some comments on it. The other weapon I brought in is kind of old reliable. Um, they're not particularly pretty, um, but they are, uh, in many ways, the standard by which we judge the reliability, um, and on a number of other issues, shootability, um, a, a lot of modern firearms. And this is the Glock 19, um, what I always refer to as the perfect size Glock. Um, I think the Glock 17 is a bit too big, and while I have carried the 26s and the 27s before, they can be a little bit small. If you're looking for a straight-up shooter, straight-up concealed firearm that also doubles as a home defense weapon, eh, Glock 19. Glock 19, very, very dependable. This is a Gen 5, um, so it gives you the option of adding and uh, slightly modifying the grip on it. You get four different add-on grips, or you can go with no grip add-on. Um, it's also completely changeable um, for a left-hand shooter. It's complete. It can be an ambidextrous gun. It has a slide lock on both sides of the firearm, and you can change the magazine release from one side to the other. Which and for uh, those of us who are left-handed, that's for those of you who are wrong-handed. Yes. Um, it, had you ever been in the military, Gary, they would have tried to break you of that habit. They considered you deficient if you were left-handed in the military. Oh, no, and, you're right-handed now. <laughs> and, yet, and yet it is uh, known to be a sign of intelligence. Is it? Yep. Well, that's probably just some rumor that a bunch of left-handers started. <laughs> Something that scares right-handers. <laughs> I'm also going to make this around the tables. I'm going to hand it to Andy, although she probably is a uh, slightly more sophisticated than a Glock. That's what I'm going to go with. How about that? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't well, know. She I don't... ran. She ran the, the Glock 19 during the Herford Durfer drill. Oh, okay. So, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. What yeah. do you What do you normally shoot? With a shield. Oh, okay. See, mm -hmm. a shield. I like a shield. Mm -hmm. I like a lot. I like. I, we did. We talked about that. Yes, we did. I like a little. I like some shield. Um, very good, uh, dependable gun. Anyway, the point at Modern Arms is we have a number of used firearms that came in on a recent um, estate that Larry bought, and additionally, now we're starting to see a few new firearms that are breaking loose. 
and to see the uh, to see Glocks available again is kind of a surprise. Uh, I thought that I thought the world was out of them, <laughs> and then <laughs> also to see this nice little Springfield um, Hellcat again. Their answer to the Sig 365 with some of their improvements on that design, and we've got a couple of each down at the shop. Additionally, in the Glock platform. We also have a uh, the Glock 48, which is essentially the Glock 19 in a single stack. And then we have the Glock 43, which is um, essentially the subcompact Glock, but also in a single stack. A little more concealable and everything else like that. Very dependable, um, very reliable, lifetime warranty. Uh, Glock, you can find just about everybody makes a holster for it. And I believe the Hellcat has, has, has grown enough in popularity that it's pretty easy to find holsters and... Um, accessories for it as well and i'll just point out real quick on the hellcat you get two different magazines and a, a, a 10 plus an 11 plus one and a 13 plus one extended magazine that comes with the firearm uh i would uh, uh just like to point something out uh, to listeners when when you're in a situation like this and somebody says we've got a couple of these on hand uh that means uh Get your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, be there. Be standing at the door at 10 a.m. when Eric opens the door. Because <laughs> they are not going to last. In this environment, they are absolutely, I can promise you, they're not going to last. Yeah. Now I'm starting to sound like one of those guys on the on the TV, you know, those channels that uh, QVC. Yeah, buy, right. now. buy now. Buy, buy now. Buy now. They're not going right. to last long. Free shipping. Yeah. Uh, well, supplies last. That's right. Well, and here's the thing. I can sit here and state that Modern Arms at the Brownstone Station location have a couple of these in stock. The reason I can say that is we don't open until 10 a.m. Everything we've got could be out of there at 10.05. If you're interested, it's what you've been looking for for a while, I'm going to encourage you to get down there and see the boys. Yeah, because it is going to be a challenge uh, for uh, the foreseeable future to get your hands on a good, reliable firearm. Uh, <clears throat> if you've got questions, uh, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. We'll try to get them answered. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, the situation with Brianna Taylor. Um, and and uh, really, it is not an easy situation uh, to, to know what to do. Uh, I've already talked to, to Joe about this uh, on the weekday show, and uh, we'll kind of recap some of the stuff that we, uh, we chatted about. Uh, but uh, Gary is on the line. He has a question. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, uh, a quick and simple question for you guys to ask. If you have a gun uh, that is fixed sights front and rear, and it's shooting low, uh, even from a rest, it, it, it always shoots slightly low. Uh, it should, can you, should you take off a little of the front sight? In other words, by lowering the front sight, are you raising a barrel? Now, I would have someone else, an experienced shooter, shoot it first. Mm. And then if it still shoots low, it, depending at the distance, then take it to a gunsmith and have them put the appropriate height sight on right. it. So their front sights come in various heights just for that reason. What firearm right. are we talking about? Oh, it's it's just an inexpensive revolver that I have. It, it's a heritage revolver, and I didn't want to stick in a lot of money into it, but it, like even from a rest, it just always seems to put... If the way that, you know, I've got a, um, I painted the front sight, I, I, I painted the rear sights, but it still always shoots low. I have to raise up the front sight to make it hit on, on bullseye. 
Well, I would, um, I again, tracking with Joe on this, I would have a couple of other um, experienced, especially experienced revolver shooters shoot it mm-hmm. and see what it's doing for them. Um, okay. I'm not saying anything against you uh, at no. all. But I will tell you, as years oh, you as you can, if you want. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, not saying, not implying or saying anything about you. But I also will share a personal story as a firearms instructor in law enforcement for uh, about seven years. The number of times I've had guys say this gun doesn't shoot point of aim, and I'm like, "You sure?" And they're like, "Yep, no, this is what it does." And I'm like, "Okay, can I? You mind if I shoot it?" And they're like, "Yeah, no problem." And then just proceed to stack rounds with it and really see what what it's doing and stuff like that. That's why I recommend that you find a really experienced because we're talking about a revolver. You find a qualified revolver. Um, I don't want to say specialist, but an individual who really knows their way around wheel guns. Just get a second opinion on that. There you go. Second and a third right, opinion. Yeah, All right, sure. Gary. Thank you for the call. Glad to Thanks. have you. All right, glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, up against the break here, we'll come back and wrap it up, talk a little bit about Brianna Taylor, take your calls all on, hot, on Gary on Guns Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, 50, 50 minutes after the hour. Uh, and uh, I want to thank uh, Joe Gilbert, joegilbert.us. He's on board with us this morning. Uh, his student, Andy, who I'd love to have come back in uh, on another show. Uh, maybe next time around, Andy, if you're free, you can come in because I love to get your point of view on a whole bunch of other things. Sure. Great. That'd be great. Look forward to that. Uh, and then uh, Scott Van Kirk, who is sitting in for Larry Wayland. Uh, they sound alike. They look alike. At times, they well, never mind. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly it. Yes. yes. You see, there are very few people. You got to be really old to get that. Uh, where that came from. Uh, anyway, um, I'm from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, <laughs> where, where they have uh, not only Glocks but Springfields and uh, an estate uh, sale that uh, Larry bought. And uh, if you're looking for handguns, you got to get there right at right at ten o'clock because I'm telling you, they will not last. Uh, and with that in mind, uh, let me go to the phones. David, uh, David is on the line with us. David, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Hey, Gary. Yes. I'm uh, the cheap plug here. The Drewing Automotive Group is the coolest place you can ever buy a car. You're not kidding. No, no, I worked there. I I know this for a fact. <laughs> next next time you're in the next time you're in the building at the Mercedes Benz. Come in the shop. I'll talk to you. Um, okay. any, anyway, I got. I bought my firearm. I bought my nine millimeter from the the place that you're plugging this morning. Modern the, Arms right? at the Brown Station location. Modern Arms yeah, at absolutely. the Brown Station location. <laughs> That's where I bought my firearm. Absolutely. Yeah. Cannot go wrong. Wonderful people. Wonderful yep. people. And so, by the way, is Drewing Automotive. I talk about them all the time. Uh, and, in fact, that's uh, where I got my uh, my Mercedes. Uh, just yeah, a, Absolutely. Absolutely. Bring it in. I'll, I'll work on it for you. And, you know, I would if there was anything wrong with the damn thing, but it just keeps working like a, it's like a Timex watch. Well, you've got to have it maintenance. And, you know, you got to take care of this stuff. Yeah, and I will, too, and I'll... I'll make sure that uh, David gets the car to take care of it. Thank you, David, for the call. Hey, no, I'm, I'm, I found a Ruger twenty-two pistol that's the most beautiful shooting pistol that I've ever got. It's a standard twenty-two with it has pist- it, uh, target grips on it. It's the most sixty-five yards on the target. Okay. 
David, I got to run. I'm up against the clock, but thank you for the call and uh, and the plug for drawing because they are great. Uh, glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Um, the uh, Joe, Joe and I talked about this uh, on the weekday show, the Brianna Taylor story. Uh, probably the best advice uh, that you can give is uh, be careful who you hang out with. Uh, but in the uh, in the you know if you've got a stand your ground law. And uh, you don't, you know, it's oh dark thirty in the morning. The police shout that they're, you know, open up. Uh, you don't quite hear it, but you hear the banging on the door. Um, you you really don't have a lot of time to to think things through. You grab your firearm and you, you're not sure who's coming through the door because you're half asleep. Can get pretty ugly, and it did in this case. Uh, it, there really isn't much in the way of a defense, is there? Uh, uh, no, there's not. And, you know, we talk about, you know, scenarios when a home invasion, you don't want to go searching for somebody in your home. But if they do kick the door down if, and it is the police, they're going to announce multiple times as they're entering the room. But you, we don't have the, the luxury to look out the windows, look at our cameras. We just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. So staying in your bedroom um, where you should be and hopefully maybe then you can make a better decision, you yeah. know, within the few seconds that, that transpires. But it's really, it's just a, you know, well, you're more likely to have bad people break in. Than the let me ask people. Scott Van Kirk a question because he's former law enforcement. Sure. Uh, when you break through that, uh, the outside door and you come in, do you keep yelling police? Yes, at the top of your lungs. So that uh, if if somebody, for instance, because my my uh, uh, my defense is to stay in the bedroom or whatever room I am uh, and try and uh, hide and uh, keep my eye on that uh, fatal funnel, uh, which is the door. And if they're yelling "police, police, police," uh, that doesn't guarantee it's really the police. It doesn't, but you can usually. I mean, there's a number of factors that you can consider. Um, and, and as you said, I didn't hear the weekday show when you had Joe on, but I know I know Joe's frame of reference. And um, one of the things that it boiled down to, and I know I know from what school of training that Joe comes from, and I guarantee you, he talked about stupid people doing stupid things in stupid places. And it really uh, comes down to the individuals that you're associated with. I find it highly unlikely, and I've only just met Andy, but I find it highly unlikely. And I know Joe, and I know you, and I know me. I find it highly unlikely that someone is likely to break in our doors claiming to be the police okay now given the taylor situation the guy armed up and then went out into the hallway with ms taylor and she was caught in the crossfire eventually but the regardless of who was kicking in your door from a actual personal protection self-defense standpoint you stay in the hallway okay i mean you stay in the bedroom i'm sorry and you don't go out into the hallway armed up yeah that's fine. But as the police are moving through the area or moving through the, the residence, they're going to be shouting police, police, police. And generally, you're not shouting anything else until you encounter a person that you then have to give commands to. The big thing with the press and the Breonna Taylor thing is that it was a no-knock warrant that they went ahead and knocked on. And just because it was a no-knock warrant, even if it was a no-knock warrant, and you hit the door and you hit the door hard, as soon as you hit the door, everything out of your mouth is police, 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 police. And a witness did hear law enforcement shout police. Uh, but if it's so dark 30 in the morning and you're half asleep, uh, maybe you just hear the ruckus. Uh, it, uh, it really is a very difficult situation. My first thought is end the war on drugs. Because that eliminates a whole bunch of these. And, uh, you know, perhaps surveilling the house and catching these people as they're leaving might be a better idea. I don't know. Maybe that makes it more complicated. Scott, you tell me. 
Um, it's without knowing everything and having read read everything and in, in to do with the reports and everything like that. That is certainly sometimes a situation that you do. I don't know necessarily what was the ex- well. I do know the expediency of of executing this warrant. You've executed other warrants, so you can't let this one just ride because your evidence could easily be gone. Um, so. If you're going to hit warrants related to this case, you're going to have to hit this warrant as well. And I hear the music, so we'll have to pick this up at a later date. You got it. Uh, Thank you all for being with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.